This WBEZ podcast is supported by the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Suicide is a topic that hides in the shadows. It's time we talk away the dark, learn how to spot the warning signs for suicide, and how you can have an open, caring, real conversation to help save lives. Visit the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention to watch the new short film and learn more at AFSP.org slash talkawaythedark. This WBEZ podcast is supported by Ravinia, with over 100 concerts under the stars this summer, including Daryl Hall and Elvis Costello, Nora Jones with special guest Mavis Staples, the Beach Boys with special guest John Stamos, Shaggy and TLC, Jason Isbell and the 400 Unit, the Chicago Symphony Orchestra, and more. Their 30-acre park is nestled in a gently wooded area. Bring your own picnic or eat at one of the park restaurants. Tickets available now only at ravinia.org. It's Saturday, it's New Year's Eve, and you know, I feel like dancing. This is Natalie Moore in for Sasha Ann Simons. And from WBEC Chicago, this is Reset. Give me love, give me, give me love, give me love, give me, give me love, give me love. What you're hearing right now is a track called Give Me Love by Chicago-born R&B and Afrobeats musician Matt B. Give Me Love was recently nominated for a Grammy for Best Global Music Performance, a first for the musician. And he joins us now on the line to talk more about his music and to just give him some love. First off, congratulations on the Grammy nomination. How are you feeling? Uh, it feels absolutely amazing, and uh, I'm just so grateful that um, we were even considered, let alone to actually get a Grammy nomination. I'm, I'm still kind of pinching myself on that one. Were you expecting to get the nomination? I mean, honestly, no. Um, we went into the creation of this record um, just really just trying to have fun and trying to just make feel-good music that everyone could kind of relate to. So it was beyond our wildest dreams that we ended up with a Grammy nomination. Walk us through the process of submitting a track for nomination. What is that like? Uh, Usually it's pretty simple. I mean, as long as you have all of your ducks in a row, so to speak, as far as quality music, um, quality sound recording, um, obviously being a member of the Recording Academy or at least having someone who is a member of the Recording Academy to submit the music on your behalf. Um, So it's a pretty straightforward process. I think that um, the Recording Academy does a really, really good job of making it as simple as possible because they do want musicians, both those who are signed to major labels and those who are independent, to have as easy a time as possible submitting. Talk to us a little bit about the category Best Global Music Performance. What kinds of songs are being considered for that? Um, Gigantic... (laughs) Uh, monstrous records that um, we're so grateful that the Academy saw our record as a standout record. So, you know, records by musicians like Burn a Boy or musicians like Oxlade, who I also have a feature with as well, um, and just really, really big artists just across the world. So to be in that bracket where you have records that have literally hundreds of millions of streams that are distributed by major labels and then us who are completely 100 percent independent and to be able to be recognized in that way is just amazing let's talk about this record give me love it features ugandan artist eddie kenzo how did you all end up collaborating 
So Eddie Kinzel is, uh, first of all, an absolutely amazing artist. We actually ended up meeting last year sometime around this time um, at an FYC event um, in L.A. And we ended up sitting right next to one another. I guess that was just like by happenstance. I'm not sure. But ultimately, we ended up hitting it off. Um, and we had a great conversation with one another. I feel like our vibe was just like we felt each other's energy. And from there, um, I was already working on an Afrobeast project anyway. So I asked him, like, hey, you know, you want to jump on a record with me? Do you want to do a feature with me? He was like, yeah, let's hit the studio. So the very next day, <laughs> we went into the recording studio and um, the engineer was running a little late. I had some beats that I wanted to play for Eddie, but he also had some beats that he wanted to play for me. So he started playing some records. Um, the first instrumental that he played ended up becoming the record Give Me Love. And my wife, who also manages me, was like, that's the song. You guys have to record something to that record. Now, for me, I wanted to hear more um, instrumentals. But because she was so sold on it, I was like, you want to know what? Let's go into the studio and let's do it. And the record was just a complete freestyle. So I think there was just a really good vibe, really good energy inside of the room. Um, and that vibe was kind of picked up in the sound recording because, you know, recordings in general, I feel like that when you think about sound recordings or you think about just music in general, it's all about energy and it's all about transferring that energy um, in different ways. And sound is a form of energy. So I feel like when you play those recordings back, that's what you're hearing. You're hearing the love, you're hearing the laughter, you're hearing the good vibes that were in the record and is being captured in that sound recording and people just, it, it, it transfers. As you said, you and Eddie actually freestyled. How did you decide to do the song that way? And was that hard? I think that, especially when you're talking about like pop records or just mainstream records, just in general, I think that the vibe of, of a freestyle always feels so much better. Because at, like even with that instrumental, right, I didn't even hear it prior to going to the studio. I literally heard heard the instrumental like 30 minutes or 20 minutes before we recorded the song. And the process is just so fun because it feels so organic and it feels so natural. And I think that that's what we were wanting to embody in the record. It's all about being natural, being, being organic, being carefree. Uh, and that's what kind of what we were going for. So I feel like when you do music in that way, it, it translates better. It just feels so much more authentic and so much more organic. And it just makes people just connect to it in a deeper way or in a deeper level. Let's talk more about your music. You've been an R&B artist for most of your career. What was it about Afro beats that drew your interest? Well, once again, I'm, I'm going to have to give that credit to my wife because, you know, I've been doing R&B for quite a bit of time but during the pandemic she was kind of like hey you know I know that you always were talking about doing Afrobeats because you really love the genre of music and you know we're kind of on lockdown right now um during the pandemic so I so you might as well just try and figure that out and dabble in it so for me I was just like you want to know what I this is something I really 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 wanted to do and this is the time to do it so I just embarked on a journey so to speak right of learning the genre. And I feel like Afrobeats is so close to R&B that I just kind of naturally just fit into it um, from like the melodies to the the premise of love and to how the harmony structures are built and just the way that the overall vibe of the records feel. But I also wanted to stay as authentic as possible um, when 
approaching the genre. So we brought in a couple of like songwriters and things like that just to kind of help me out and help me kind of catch a vibe and know what it means to write in that in that vein of music. As you as were well as, as, as you were learning about the genre, who were you listening to? Mm, that's exactly what I was going to get into, as well as listening to just a whole bunch of different Afrobeats artists. So I probably listened to maybe like about 20 or 30 artists um, across the spectrum, from an Eddie Kenzo to an Oxlade to a Burna Boy to an Omele, um, and just really studying their music and then from there listening to their singles, their albums and things like that, and just trying to really just figure out what that meant. So then I, from there, I went into actually the creation process of the music, which I think turned out really well, because honestly, Give Me Love was my second. And you got a Grammy nod. So obviously (laughs) you're doing something right. Uh, Exactly. You mentioned that you felt like R&B and Afro beats had some similarities. What do you see as the commonalities? And then what did you have to do to challenge yourself to, you know, break out of your traditional R&B work? I, I really don't feel like it was it was very difficult because even when you're thinking about creativity, right, like your like creativity just stems into something greater than just the musical realm. Like like it comes from other aspects of life. It comes from a walk in the park or it comes from a trip to the museum or it comes from just any, anything, anything like even for me with my background in architecture. Um, I have a bachelor's degree in architecture, and I feel like I pull from even that creatively. So when it came to really taking that and applying it to another genre of music, it was kind of like you you learn the structure of something, you you learn what it takes in order to create it, and then you just kind of make it your own. This is Reset. I'm Natalie Moore in for Sasha Ann Simons. Joining us over the phone is Matt B., a Chicago-born R&B and Afrobeats musician. We're talking about his recent Grammy nomination for his record, Gimme Love, and digging deeper into his music. Matt, as you mentioned, you studied architecture. You have a bachelor's in that. Um, How do you bridge that mindset and creativity to being a musician? I think when you think music... Math is just so important. Yeah. Like, like math is almost like like music is is almost like the mathematical version. I mean, it's it's like they they run parallel to one another, right? So, when you're thinking of architecture and you're thinking about structures and you're thinking about things in that nature, then it's kind of like the creativity of creating a building and being able to visualize what that looks like and being spatially aware of what that looks like. is like that translates to the music because it's all about where does something fit? How does something go together? How can this mesh? And it's just another version of it. So creatively, architecture was almost a bridge into music, even though I had always been doing music. I, I feel like the architecture gave me like a more sound um, format of how to push my music forward from being able to pull something down to its most minute structure and being able to understand what that looks like and then being able to build it up in a better way. Who did you grow up listening to? Oh, a lot of a lot of different influences from from Motown, whether we're talking about the Jacksons to even people like Donnell Jones or Jennifer Hudson or the Shy Lights or uh, Earth, Wind & Fire, Usher, 
So a lot of different um, R&B influences for sure. Did you grow up playing music? What was your passion like as a child? So my grandmother, she was a musician. And she was a musician during a time when it was around the Green Book. where And, you know, for those who are familiar with that, like that's during the 1940s, 1930s, where African-Americans, they couldn't even travel throughout the United States for fear of very terrible things happening to them. But yet she persevered through it and she was able to travel as a working musician. Was she a singer? Did she play instruments? Yes, she was a singer. And what kind of music did she sing? So she sang predominantly gospel music, and uh, she did with her siblings um, um, throughout the 1940s, um, pushing into the 1950s. And music has always been just a huge part of my family, from my sister who was on Broadway to my cousin who was an opera singer to even my siblings and I um, having a group together and then eventually me becoming a solo artist. So it just always has been a part of my family. I distinctly remember gathering around during the holidays and uh, my cousins and, and aunts and uncles and all that just coming together and, and doing three and four part harmonies and stuff like that. Just really fun, really vivid memories. You've been able to collaborate with Eddie Kenzo and get this Grammy nod. Who are some artists you would like to collaborate with in the future? Because I heard that you even like a little bit of K-pop. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Oh, uh, I mean, I don't even know if I should even say the names of the artists that I would like to collaborate with. Just Manifest because, it. Like, put that energy out there. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, some sometimes it's even like with the Grammy nomination, right? Like, sometimes if you talk about it too much or if you, it almost becomes like a whisper almost like it's so precious and it just means so much that if you, you feel like if you speak it too much, it may not come true. I hear that. You know, so I think, I, I think I'm going to hold that one. I think I'm going to hold that one. We'll, we'll see. We'll see the type of artists that I may collaborate with, but just know that definitely there are some K-pop artists on my radar. There are also some R&B artists here in the United States, as well as some artists that I'm collaborating with that I, that I have collabed with currently down the pipeline um, in Afrobeats. Can you tell us, though, what's next for Matt B? Ooh, what's next for Matt B? Something that I will manifest is an EGOT. Okay. So we'll see. <laughs> Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, Tony. All right. Yes. Yes. So, we, so we'll see. We'll see. I mean, you know, people told me just four years ago that a Grammy could never be on my radar this early on in my career. And yet here we stand with a Grammy nomination. So I think definitely um, I'm no slouch. And when it comes to shooting for the stars, we shoot as high as we possibly can in hopes that maybe we'll land somewhere in the stratosphere for myself and my team. Will you be coming to Chicago anytime soon performing? I actually will. Um, I don't want to give away that date. Okay. (laughs) It's going to be sometime in February. Um, things aren't fully locked in, but it'll be a really big show and I'm really looking forward to it. And hopefully maybe we can do, um, another interview around it as the time comes. All right. Well, keep in touch with us and let us know that date. Matt B is an R&B and Afrobeats musician and is also a Chicago native based in LA who has a recent Grammy nomination. Thank you so much for joining us, Matt. This episode of Reset was produced by Micah Yason. It was edited by Andrew Merriweather. If you love hearing the latest in the Chicago music scene, then subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an interview. 
That's all for Reset. I'm Natalie Moore, in for Sasha Ann Simons, and have a happy new year. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.